This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. Good morning, Emmanuel. How many love Jesus today? You love him? It's great to be together as a church family. Big shout out to Elk River, Maple Grove, Emmanuel at Home, and Emmanuel at Spring Lake Park. Last week was great. Uh, Pastor Darren did a great job, didn't he? And it allowed me an opportunity to go out and be with Team Emmanuel. And uh, I was out, I was everywhere. I was uh, in the kids' area. I was out in the parking lot. I was, uh, I was greeting people as much as I could. And I am so impressed by all my teammates, volunteers that are making a difference every single Sunday. Give it up for Team Emmanuel this morning. So grateful. Giving out coffee, taking babies, doing all kinds of stuff. You guys are amazing. Hey, we are now entering a brand new season of the year. And uh, when I was a youth pastor, I called it open house season. Uh, it's graduation is in the air. People are graduating from, from high schools, from colleges, graduate schools, those kind of things. And, uh, and as we enter that season, I can recall my youth pastoring days that I had to go visit a lot of graduation open houses, these celebrations that families would put on in their homes. And, uh, and I recall I would go and I would, I would just get in the car and, uh, and I would drive. And uh, I, one weekend I did 25 open houses in one weekend. Uh, and I gained 10 pounds in that weekend as well. Uh, and, uh, but in those days, this is way back in the day, some of you that are as old as me might remember this, I had to use the Hudson Maps. You guys remember those Hudson big paper things where you go to page whatever to section D and over to the grid to, to, to the spot that you needed to go to? And it took forever to chart it out. It was, oh man, it was crazy. But nowadays, all we have to do is pull out our phones. And uh, you pull out your phone, and right there you've got an app, and you put it in, and you might just say, uh, hey Siri, or whatever it is that you do on your phone, and get me to, give me directions to, and, and of course, the, the directions will come up, and it'll even give you options of the fastest way, different routes that you can take, and, 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 and you make your way to the location that you want to get to. And uh, as we work through today's message, the title of my message is Spiritual GPS. I want to give you some really good news, is that God has given us the opportunity to have spiritual GPS, to not just go off of what we know and written things and ordinary life, but God gives us real-time information of how to avoid the traffic of a day, how to navigate uncertainty about where we're going. Jesus has promised us an amazing gift, and in a few minutes, I'm going to share three ways to use those spiritual GPS tools that he's given us. But first, I want you to go with me to John chapter 14. In John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he makes the first promise of you. He says, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, that's a capital H, friends, the helper, the Holy Spirit, from the Father will send, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring, you, bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus is speaking. 
And he's saying, listen, I am going to send the capital H helper, the spiritual GPS. I'm going to send someone that is going to walk with you through every part of your life. The comforter, the counselor. This is Pentecost Sunday. For those of you who aren't aware of it, it's the day, it's the church's birthday. If you go into the book of Acts, you'll see the announcement of what Jesus promised happened on that day. And today, worldwide, there are believers gathering under that Pentecostal promise that they could receive in real time, not just in Bible times, but in 2021, the active work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not something just for the, the clergy or the people that are professional Christians. It's not just for old people, come on somebody, but the youngest of the young can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That there is an opportunity for us to tap into something that Jesus promised. And I know under the sound of my voice that there are people here, you're a new believer. And for you, as you've come into the faith and you've discovered Jesus, perhaps you're kind of new in the journey. You're, you're, you're moving from the Hudson maps of your past, the things that you knew, and you're discovering all that God has in his word and the promises. And sometimes you don't get it right, and that's okay. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's okay. It's okay if you don't get it right. It's okay if it's not all perfect all the time. But I want to give you that promise that Jesus wants you to not be afraid. You have a teacher available right now. And perhaps you're listening right now and you're open to Jesus, but you've yet to give your life to him. You're kind of looking at it curiously at faith, and you're like, I'm not sure how far I want to go in this faith world. And there are thousands of voices that are out there right now that are trying to get your, your attention, maybe try to get your dollars, trying to get you to follow them, and you're not even sure who, who you can trust, which influencers that you can trust right now. But I want you to hang in there. You'll discover that the voice of Jesus is trustworthy. Amen? And Jesus, when the crowd was looking at all their options, he, he said this to the crowd, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So even if you have yet to trust in Jesus, these promises that Jesus has are for you, and you can trust him. But then there are also a lot of people that have been in the church for a long time. You're a long timer. I won't even make you raise your hand. How many of you are long time Christians? But you, you're used to the roads of the Christian walk. You're used to the knowing the information of the Bible and the do's and don'ts of Christianity. You've been driving the road for a while and you know the rules so well that you've stopped asking or looking for direction from the Spirit. You already know it. And others can become enticed with voices that sound right or sound spiritual. Politics can become our leader instead, or critics can become our leader, or media, or even our own appetites can become our leaders. We all need the assistance of Holy Spirit GPS wherever we're going. Wherever you are and wherever you're going to go next in your life, with your business, with your family, whatever you're preparing for, raising kids, 
training up a child and for their future or education and all the things that you're working on or relationships that you're working, maybe you're thinking about getting married or some of you might be thinking about retirement. Some of you are trying to do both and you're in your 20s. That's amazing. Uh, you're thinking about both things. But listen, everyone is prepping for something, even at this time of the year. How many of you got a vacation plan for the summer? You're thinking about your next trip, you're going to the lake, getting outside. You're thinking about what you're potentially going to do for the fall. Some of you are already thinking about Christmas. What's wrong with you? <laughs> already thinking about Christmas. Others, we got business plans. You're thinking about the business that you lead, the department that you lead, the responsibilities that you have, and you're thinking into the future. But the danger in the middle of life is that we can miss the direction available to us right now. As we're thinking and planning, we can go into our own mode and we rely on our own experience and we might not even be tapping in to the availability of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, one day when he was walking into a house with two sisters, Mary and Martha, Martha was busy in the kitchen and Mary was with Jesus. It says in Luke 10, 39, her sister Mary, Martha's sister, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. What was she distracted by? She was distracted by what she was preparing See, while she was making her plans, doing her thing, she was distracted enough to not pay attention that Jesus was in the house. Even those of us that have walked with Jesus for many years, we can become so used to the roads of life and how God provides help that we miss the fact that the Holy Spirit is available for us today. And out of all the goals in life that you are preparing or doing right now, the most essential insight of all is to receive direction from the one who knows your future. You need to receive the GPS of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen to that? The Spirit knows what obstacles are going to come. He knows how to give alternate routes to your day. If you're running off of the spiritual version of an old Hudson map, you are not going to be able to handle the complexity of the end times. And it is getting complex out here, huh? As all the different ideas of what's going on, and unequivocally, we're in birth pains of the end times. Jesus said it would be like the beginning of birth pains when you see these signs and wonders. Well, hey, listen, my wife, she's an amazing hero. She birthed four boys, and they weren't small. I'm telling you. Timmy was 10 pounds, four ounces. 10-4, good buddy. That's what we called him right away when we came out. The smallest one was like 8-10. So we're talking about Big, big kids, right? Well, I, tr tr I was there with Jody for all four of the births. And it, she would have moments of great intensity that I reminded myself that she was filled with Jesus, <laughs> that I loved her. And she would grab my 
she would hold on to my finger and squeeze my finger. And, uh, and I would sit there. But then she had times of peace. And the baby hadn't come yet. And then it would come on her again. And then it would be peace. Jesus said it's going to be like that. Well, we're going to have, it's like one thing after another, new things happening all the time worldwide. You see things going on in Israel and Palestine right now and all those things. How do you navigate what's going on? You need the Holy Spirit. And we, both, we need both the truth of the word of God, and we need to be reading that, and the Spirit's ability to help us navigate the traffic of seriously crazy times. John 4 Jesus said, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's now, here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. What does that mean, worshiping, connecting in spirit and in truth? Uh, you know, in driver's education, how many can remember going back to driver's ed days or putting your kids through driver's ed in that era of time? In uh, driver's ed, you learn all these signals, signs, and laws, the things that you've got to avoid, how to parallel park, how to, to make sure that you stop far enough away from a stop sign, and when you can go, and, and what, what does each sign mean? And at first, when you're learning how to drive, everything is overwhelming. How am I going to remember all of that? And then there's the classroom, and then there's the road, right? When you actually get behind the wheel. We had a, a, a range behind our, our school parking lot, and we would get out there in the car before they would take us on the road, and we'd get our first attempts and, and reps at driving, and we would get out there, and they would, we'd be circling around. I am not lying to you. God is my witness. I got bored going 15 miles an hour around one day, so I threw my blinker on, and I passed the car in front of me, and my instructor said, one more time, and you're out of this. <laughs> I'm like, but isn't that the rules? That's, that's what you do? Is you... Anyways. But listen, those laws are very important because if you learn them, you avoid catastrophe. Because once you get out on the big road and there's two highways crossing each other or two roads with people going, cars going 45, 55 miles an hour, you better stop at the red light. Otherwise, you could actually get in a terrible accident. You could die. You learn those laws. You know, the word of God gives us many do's and don'ts, and they're all for our benefit. You do need to learn the word of God. You do need to understand it. You need to understand why it's there. Listen, if you don't understand it, it has big consequences. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is what? Death. It's not just good suggestions in the Bible. They're actually the truth. There are consequences when you walk away from God's way of doing things. But it's not just the big sins that the law or the Bible is there for. It's also for the promises of hope and how you build your life. If you honor your parents, you'll live a longer life. If you tithe, you give the first 10% of your income back to God, he takes what's left over and pushes it and makes it blessed and covered over your whole life. 
And you'll see that it goes further. Those aren't just laws, they're benefits to living in God's way. And if you pray about everything, as it says in Philippians, God will give you a peace that passes understanding. How many want that kind of peace? So it's important to know the word, stay in the word, understand the ways of the word, because as you understand the ways of the word, you'll understand God. But we run into problems when we enter unfamiliar territory. Why? Because when you're, once you've learned how to drive and you know all the signals, you know the speed limits, and you have your normal path of travel, I get in my car at my house, I go down the same street, I turn at the same lights to come to church every day. And when I, I do it, I no longer look at the street signs as much. I no longer look at the speed limit. Some people would think I should start looking at the speed limit a little more. I no longer look at certain things because they become, I, I'm unconsciously aware of them. They've kind of been built in. But when I go to a different city and I'm driving, I'm now paying attention to everything because I don't want to get pulled over. I don't want to exceed the speed limit. I want to understand this is terrain I don't know. If you've ever been in the mountains, you want to know when the street ends so that you don't have to go off a cliff. So when you get into unfamiliar territory, you now have to go back to the word and you need, you need to know, know what is coming. But things, I want you to think about this. We don't know what the speed limit is or where the road bends. And in real life, we don't know how to navigate when our, and handle our kids during a pandemic. What do you do? How do you, make, uh, how, how do you make decisions about all kinds of things, whether it be vaccines or, or masks or what we do? All of those things come into play. Uh, and we don't know how to work through complex social issues with friends and family and, uh, who are all in disagreement with each other or the unexpected loss of a friend or a family member or the loss of a job. And we can discover God's wisdom when we read the word and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that the way GPS works is they put all the maps in? It's all in there. All is kind of digitally in the phone and it knows the maps, the roadways. But then it bounces off a satellite and gives you real-time information knowing what to do about it. It gives you information so you can read the word and you need to know the map, but you need to bounce your signal off the Holy Spirit for you to get direction for what to do next. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 10 says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. The Holy Spirit will identify where we are and chart a course to where we need to be. We can know the wonderful things that God has planned for us. Somebody give me an amen. I want to give you three ways of how to receive and use the Holy Spirit GPS. Three ways, three simple things that will just help you from wherever you're at, whatever vantage point you're in, listen to me today. First is this, respond to the Spirit's signal to you. 
respond to the Spirit's signal to you. In John chapter 16, Jesus says, and when he comes, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me, Jesus says. Now the Holy Spirit works to open our own eyes to the sin inside us and the need for a Savior. You would not even be open to listening to Jesus without the Holy Spirit working in your life already. If you gave your life to Jesus, it was the Holy Spirit that opened your eyes. You realized you needed a Savior. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He helps us look inwardly so that we can understand what we need outwardly, what we need to chase. Sometimes we're kind of in amnesia mode. We forget what's really going on on the inside. We're ignorant of what's happening on the internal parts of us. And the natural response to the love of Jesus dying for you is to respond to that nudge of the Spirit and give your life to Christ. In fact, if you're listening to me and you're part of that category I talked about earlier, and you're in a place where you're just curiously looking at Christianity, but you're not sure if you can trust Jesus, I want you to know the Holy Spirit is already speaking to you right now. You can feel it. You don't know if you can trust it yet, but you know there's something that is moving inside that resonates with the inner person of who you are. Your spirit recognizes the Spirit of God. And as you hear it, you can respond to Jesus the way, the truth, and the life, and you actually can respond to him right now. You can, give, you can stop listening to me and just say, Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God, that you came to the earth, that you lived a sinless life, that you died on a cross for me, and my sins were, you took my sins away from me. And then when you died, you rose from the dead. You have all the power. I trust in you. And you can give your life to Jesus right now. You can do it. And how many have done that? You've given your life to Christ. You've, you've followed you followed. Yeah, we all come this way. The spirit leads us. But friends, I want you to hear me. For all of us, sometimes the receiver gets broken. We heard it at one point. We felt him nudging us at one point, but then the phone gets damaged. How many of you have ever had a phone that no longer received a signal? The signal was still coming. We just couldn't receive it. And sin has a way of damaging our signal. Sometimes we have been disobedient. When the Spirit told us to do something and we said no, it damaged our ability to hear him for the next time. And if you're in that place, listen, when the spirit speaks and the receiver is broken, humility begins the repair. If you want to repair your receiver, it starts with humility. Recognizing where you are, God, I need you, I don't feel you, I'm away from you, I want to hear you again. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, our board of elders um, here at Emmanuel, we have an amazing team of volunteer elders that we call global elders that are over all of Emmanuel, all of our locations. And one of our, our uh, board members, our elders, Kathy Nimmo, was talking, and she gave a word to the board that I think was a word actually for the whole church. When she said, she said, you know, I think that in this crazy season, God is gonna pour out a bigger measure of his grace on our church that he's going to do it. 
And, and the thing that we need to do if we're going to receive that grace is we need to make sure we're not prideful because God resists the proud. God resists the proud. In fact, it says in James chapter four, verse six, and he gives grace generously as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Ah, whatever you're looking at, thinking about for a moment, just stop and look me. I want you to consider wherever you are, the answer to you making it through isn't by saying, I've got this. I got this down. I know this road. I know what to do. Moses thought he had it when he struck the rock a second time and God didn't tell him to do it. So listen, even if you're spiritually mature, it doesn't mean that you get to be prideful. You and I need to pause and recognize, Lord, I've never been in this moment in 2021 before. I don't know exactly your direction for me. You alone know what's around the corner. I humble myself and recognize my ways are not better than your ways. We start off by responding to his nudge and doing it with humility. Secondly, if you want Spirit, Holy Spirit GPS, you need to be prepare yourself to be led. In other words, you gotta go through preparation in order to be led. Uh, this week, Jody and I had a carpet cleaning crew come from Zero Res, and they came to our house. You've heard the commercials, they work pretty good. And they're not paying me to say that, just so you know. Anyhow, um, the night before, so they were coming at eight in the morning and the night before we had a list of instructions and Jody was the one telling myself and our sons that still live with us, we need to prepare the carpet so that the carpet cleaners can clean it. That meant we had to move things off the carpet. How many of you have ever had to do that? And uh, so we had to move furniture, move stuff that was on the floor, move things around. They would only move anything 40 pounds or under. That meant that we need to do it. Now, we were not as much of a hurry as Jody was, okay? So that meant we were doing it after 10 o'clock at night. How many know sometimes uh, tempers flare a little bit as the later it gets? And, and so it became an intense process just to get it so that the carpets would be clean. Here's the deal. If we didn't prepare, the carpet wouldn't get clean. And if you don't prepare for the Holy Spirit, you won't receive what you need to receive. There's some things that you gotta move out of your life. There's some things that you gotta put into place so that you are able to receive what he wants to give you. Jesus had three years with his disciples, taught them amazing things. You can read them in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are all chronicles of Jesus' story with his disciples. And he even told them what they were supposed to do at the end of his three years because he was going to leave and he gave them instructions about what they were supposed to do. And this is what's known as the Great Commission. Some of you have heard that before, but hey, there's a lot of people that don't know what the Great Commission is. The Great Commission is a statement that Jesus made to his disciples that all disciples are meant to do now including you. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's talking about you. <laughs> All right? And they're found in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, 
Verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he says that we are to go out and make disciples of all nations. By the way, that word all nations, the nations word is ethnos. It's every people group. And that's what Kingdom Builders is about, is reaching every uh, people group around the world. That's why we're a house of prayer for all nations, every people group in the house of God. He says you're to go baptize them and teach new believers to obey his commands. But he gave them the instruction, the great commission. But you know what the next thing was? They weren't ready yet. They still needed to prepare to go do it. They had to prepare themselves for the leadership of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, this is Jesus speaking to those same disciples. He says, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Everybody said, wait for it. He said to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus felt that it was essential for his followers to wait for the Spirit. They had to wait. They had to prepare in a posture to receive. Waiting isn't a passive activity, it's active. I often like to say there's an altar, now we call them servers, we used to call a server a waiter in a restaurant. And uh, there's a difference between waiting for a bus to come and waiting or serving someone. When I'm serving, I'm actively coming back to the table. I'm actively pursuing. I'm act- actively saying, hey, do you need anything else? Can I get you some water? What, what can I do for you? When you are waiting for the Spirit, it doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It's actually meaning you're paying more attention to the one you're waiting on. And by the way, tonight, we're going to have opportunity in Spring Lake Park for all of our campuses to come together for a Holy Spirit service. We're going to give you room to wait on the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can come tonight. And I encourage you to do that. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, come tonight and be refreshed in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm ready for that. It's going to be exciting tonight. So here, the first two things of how to receive the Holy Spirit are this. One, respond to the Spirit's signal to you. Two, prepare yourself to be led. And number three, as you live, or I put in the parentheses drive, seek more, not less, of the Spirit's direction. Seek more, not less, of the Spirit's direction. Galatians 5.25, Paul says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. As we move through life, we are to invite more of the Spirit into every part of our life. It's possible that there are parts of your life that the Spirit you've not invited him into. It's possible that you've segmented God into Sunday. And that's, we all do this. We all kind of get into ruts. It's possible that we let him in 
earlier parts of our story, but we need more of him in every part of our story. You know, it's amazing to me as I watch believers that are older than me and more mature than me and continue to follow Jesus through all of the decades of their life, how they want more of God, not less of him as they move along. And I've also watched believers who once knew more of God, but got satisfied with what they knew, and they began to live their own life, and they became religious, crabby, old people. Crunchity. I'm trying to come up with words for them. People you just don't want to be around. Cynics, sarcastic. I don't want to be one of those people. And as I move into my next decades of my life, I need more of the Spirit in my everyday. Lord, what do you think about my work life? What do you think about my parenting? Lord, what do you, I need your leadership in this. I don't want to go off of what I knew a year ago or what I experienced 10 years ago. I want you freshly leading in my story now. Can I get an amen to that? So practically speaking, it means just giving time to waiting on the Spirit. Actually waiting on the Spirit. Daily at your home or tonight in the service that we're going to have. or Reading your Bible gives kingdom data for the Spirit to guide you. I love what pastor used to say. The Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. There's something about that where there's a, when you read the Bible and you read what the Word says, when you partner with and wait on the Holy Spirit, he illuminates new things about the Bible. It's the data that the Holy Spirit uses to map out your story. And declaring that you are open to receiving new updates when you wait on the Spirit. Lord, I am open to what you want to do freshly and newly in my story today. Declaring you're open is saying it out loud. It's beginning to say, in fact, today when we go into worship in each of our locations, I want to encourage you when we're singing a song, even before you do it, in the middle of just pause and go, Lord, I'm open to your leadership in new ways. If you declare it out loud, it's as if you, you just say, Lord, I'm open. Something happens. You're posturing yourself to receive the GPS leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? That also might mean, practically speaking, stop going to other sources for your direction. Sometimes we need to pull away from other things. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. And by the way, that word filled isn't like one time. It's an ongoing tense. If I say I've known a person for 30 years, because I graduated in high school with that individual, there's a difference between saying I've known them for 30 years and I've, I'm continuing to know them. If all I know is what happened back in 1989 when I graduated from high school, that's right, in a previous century, and I remember them and we get together at a class reunion, all we've got is stories of what happened back in the 80s. But knowing somebody for 30 years means I've been with those people for 30 years, like I have been with Jody. As I've known Jody over time, 
We've known each other and the highs and lows of our story. I know her. I'm being filled is not just knowing about. Being filled is continuously engaging in the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's saying in real time, we're, we're navigating this life together. What if we all stopped and said, I need more of the Spirit's leadership in my life? Ephesians 4, 21, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. How to receive Holy Spirit GPS one respond to the Spirit signal to you to prepare yourself to be led in three as you live seek more not less of the Spirit's direction I'm gonna ask you on each of our locations would you stand with me today as we move to the next part of my message and that's you actively approaching the throne there's an opportunity and it doesn't matter who you are. Remember I talked about how the Holy Spirit comes to people who are even away from God in conviction in regard to sin. If you're a Christian and you have sinned, that doesn't mean you are ineligible for the work of the Spirit. No, you are eligible for the work of the Spirit and the Spirit is the only one that can take and lift the crud out of your life. So today we're at the table and we have an opportunity, all of us, to come and just say, Lord, I'm open to what you want to do in me. I, I'm open to how you want to do it. I, I want to receive your leadership. Show me how to live since my husband died. Show me how to, to live since the divorce. Show me how to parent my kids in a confused and a depraved generation. Show me how to not lose my joy in the middle of confusing things. Show me what you're word really says, even though there's, there's battling prophets in the internet that are saying different things. Help me follow your leadership, not just the voices of the world. Can I get an amen to that? Being able to be open. In fact, right now, if you will, before we begin to sing in each location, just put your hands out like you're receiving from the Lord. You're just looking at him. You're open. You're not covering up anymore. But Lord, we come before you and we say at this moment in 2021, we want your leadership in our life. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, we want you to lead us. We want you to lead our lives, our families, this church. We want an outpouring, Lord, of your Spirit, not less. We want more. We want more this decade of our church's story. We want more power. We want more love. We want more fruit. We want more gifts. We want everything that you got, oh Lord. And as we come before you, Lord, we pray, God, that you would Lord, break down the walls between us and you. Holy Spirit, that you would come and literally, that you would, Lord, reawaken, turn on our receiver. Allow us to hear and receive the leadership of the Spirit. Let the love and the forgiveness of heaven flow even as we begin to worship you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. You can learn more about the various ministries that Emmanuel offers 
and see Sunday services live every week. Check out emmanuelcc.org for details. Please be sure to tell others about this broadcast that they could enjoy next week at this same time.